talk about something a little bit more positive than Notre Dame football. That's Notre Dame basketball. Entering his 23rd season as a Notre Dame men's basketball coach is Mike Bray, and how the season veteran of coaches at Notre Dame and in the ACC outside of that guy named Jim Beheim. 28 wins from 500 and at Notre Dame and 29 from 600 overall as a head coach. Great conversation about South Bend native Blake Wesley. Mike Bray also reflects on his time at Notre Dame how he has changed as a coach, how college basketball and college of athletics have changed, how Notre Dame is adjusting to NIL and the transfer portal, and even provides a little advice for Marcus Freeman. Here's my conversation with Irish men's basketball coach, Mike Bray. 23rd season. Doesn't that seem kind of crazy? It does, but it's really good to be with you again, my man. I've missed you. I have missed you, uh, but I know you're doing well and, and, uh, it is hard to believe, 23 years. I, I've been very, very lucky, Ange. That's six football coaches, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and if you're going to mark time like that. But um, excited about our group because it's a group that learned how to win and learned how to win in the NSA tournament and has great senior leadership. And uh, I just don't want to overcoach them. I want to turn them loose a little bit. You mentioned six football coaches. Muffet has left. Bobby Clark has left. Randy Waldrum left a few years back. You're you're the seasoned veteran around here. What's that like? It, it has been interesting to see the change. And, you know, Marcus Freeman is 36, and we flew together to an event. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was at Delaware at 36. And and uh, certainly Niel and I are, are joined at the hip here, and it's been great watching her build things. But I guess I'm the old uh, I'm the old timer, and they, they they sometimes they come and ask advice, and uh, I hope I can uh, help them. But I, I've been I've been really fortunate. You know, you think about it, Ange. I've only had two presidents. I've only had two ads. That usually doesn't happen. Um, but uh, it, it's been an honor to be here, and um, and I and I really feel I like the moment we had to regain some momentum as you do in sport, uh, and, and, uh, and I thought we did last year, and I'm kind of excited about where we could go. How different are you as a coach now versus even five years ago, 10 years, certainly 20 years ago? Because you were obviously that young coach. You were Marcus Freeman or Neil Ivey as the young coach, and now you're a little older. So how different are you as a coach? Well, I learned to pace myself. You know, Now I still jump up on dining hall tables and do whatever I need to do to get to get our students and I'm going to go through I think 10 dorms next week to talk us up because they were so good you know I have a great staff and I've learned I think veteran coaches learn when you have Anthony Solomon Tony Weish and uh, Hamlet Tibbs you can turn things loose on some guys and pick your spots and 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 also when you have great leadership and captains like I do with Ryan Lashevsky and Goodwin, they do a lot of the managing of our locker room, and uh, it's neat to watch. Things haven't always been easy, as you kind of alluded to earlier. How critical was was last year in terms of having that success, which you hadn't had in, in a few years? We needed an NSA tournament bid, and, and I needed an NSA tournament bid, no question about it. We all know what we sign up for in this profession, and we had lost some momentum after those elite eights, and um, so to, and you ride through it. You know, I've, I've, you know, when you're at a place and you're in coaching, forty some years, you know, you're going to get put on the mat. And how do you ride through it? And how do you rebuild? And how do you, you know, rebrand? And and I, I thought we did 
some things with our staff that I thought really helped us. And then our recruiting, I think we needed to make a statement in recruiting last November. And with Starling, Lubin, and Campbell, that was a real good foreshadowing of some momentum. And then certainly our team picked it up. Blake Wesley obviously had an outstanding season and one and done, which I don't know if we would have ever imagined just a few years ago. Take us through his progression. You know, we all saw him here locally in South Bend and maybe as a ninth grader, 10th grader, you had no idea this guy was going to be in the NBA in just a few years. What was his progression like as you watched him as a high school kid to, to kind of now? It's a great story, really. Here he is, Riley High School. But remember, he was a product of the pandemic. I could not get him up here to visit or play pickup with our guys. And then after we signed him in November, I was not allowed to go to a Riley game. So I would watch the local news highlights on Friday, and there would be clips of Blake Wesley and JR, and I'd go, wow, he that's all I knew of him. Then we open up in June, post-pandemic, and they come to summer school, and after the first two practices in summer school before his freshman year, we all look at each other like, oh, my gosh, we got something here. I just think it was such he's got he's such a confident, mentally tough, believe in himself guy that uh, but yet what helped him was he was in with some old guys that helped him and helped bring him along and helped him to understand, especially Prentice Hub. Prentice Hub was an amazing big brother to him. But what a story, you know, to, to get us back in the tournament. He hits the shot against Kentucky, and it's almost prophetic then how he jumps out there. And we're proud of him. A business says it was time to be a one-and-done, and I'm all about these guys managing their careers and what's best for them. I, I know you wish he was back, but yeah. but that has to be part of it, right? You you got to do you got to let these guys know what's best because that also helps your program in, in the long term as well. No question, it helps our recruiting, and and I think you know a JJ Starling and other guards guards that, that we will sign here next month uh, have been interested because of the job we did with Blake Wesley. Um, no, uh, I came in around February first, and he was on a roll and. And I know our coaching staff was like, yeah, Starling and Wesley next year. I said, gentlemen, he's gone. And they're like, well, well what are you talking about? I said, no, no, it, it, business is business. He's gone. And his family was great, and he understood it, and we got him with the right people and the right agent. And, you know, he's with the Spurs, and now he'll be in another dogfight to prove himself in the NBA. But I, I thought it was, it was such a neat story that, the, you know, the local guy – gets us over the hump your other local guy jr Kinesny from st joe high entering his sophomore year what can we expect from him how's he progressing he's really coming on I'm, I'm excited about him you know it's a little bit of an abramitis kind of climb for him it's not a blake wesley climb he got 20 he, he gained 20 pounds good strength with tony relinsky needed that and he's starting to get a bit you know feel for the game but he's he's bouncy he's tough He's not afraid. Had some injuries this summer that set him back. We sent him to Spain with a team, and he was a leading rebounder. And he's been the leading rebounder in some of our practices this year. He is trending up like a Tim Abra a young Tim Abramitis. Mike Bray, Notre Dame men's basketball coach of 23 years, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Okay, no Blake this year, but you mentioned J.J. Starling coming in. A lot of talent around him, a lot of seniors coming back. I don't think you're you're catching anyone off guard this year in in terms of the, what you guys have coming back. This is there's some expectations now for this team this year. 
Well, we only got one AP vote the other day, so that maybe that's a good thing. We're still hiding a little bit, but no, there there are there, and and you know what? When the expectations come from within with the players and the leadership, and it's realistic because they did learn how to win and learn how to win two games in the NCAA tournament, then I say yeah, there there are. Um, but um, I, I I love it. I mean, you look at our stretch where we start with Michigan State, Syracuse. Marquette, Georgia, Florida State, all before Christmas. I mean, we are going to be held accountable uh, quickly. Um, but, um, again, when you have five fifth-year guys that know how we play and kind of believe in how we do it, we got a chance. Good scheduling on that Syracuse game. Happens to be my 40th birthday. That was a job well done by you guys scheduling that. That's your 40th birthday. Bangheim will come give you a hug, I'm sure, at halftime. I think I have a better chance of you giving me the hug than him. I think you're right. All right, uh, ACC has kind of gotten a bad rap the last couple of years, and then uh, eh, by the end of the NCAA tournament, it looked pretty good. What's the state of the league right now? And obviously, you guys are now projected to finish sixth, I saw. And, you know, what's where do you feel the league is at and where you guys are at in this league finishing second a year ago? Well, we didn't get anything done in the, in the non-league schedule last year. We made our bed of disrespect. Now, the teams that got to the tournament went 14-5, and five, and, and so we, we delivered at the end. But the only power wins we had as a league uh, before the league were Duke over Gonzaga and Kentucky and us over Kentucky, three. We were like 5-16 and 16 against other power fives. We have to flip that or at least be a little over 500, or we're going to be talking five teams again. Now, I do think we're going to rotate because it's all a cycle. With leagues, I think we're going to rotate back to seven or eight teams in the NCAA tournament. I firmly believe that our league is old. We're old. Virginia's old. Virginia Tech's old. North Carolina's old. Florida State's old. Miami's old. I mean, we have an old league, and I, I think we're due to get our bids back towards seven or eight. Mike, I, I asked you earlier how you've changed as a coach. Certainly college basketball has changed a lot. College sports has changed a lot with NIL. How have that changed the way you guys operate as a basketball program? Well, I think the big thing is we've adjusted. And, you know, there was a lot of complaining about NIL. I was on – I was the president of our coach association, and, you know, we would sit there as a board and uh, the transfer portal, and we can't have guys eligible right away. Well, you know, here's what it is. Now manage it. And I've been really – proud of how Notre Dame has been aggressive with NIL. We're not beating our chest, maybe like Texas A&M and some other people saying, we're raising money for this, but we are in the game to be competitive. The transfer situation, you know, now you're managing your roster more and more every year with uh, kids not having to sit out a year. Um, I've looked at it as a benefit for us, you know, Paul Atkinson came and was eligible right away. And Marcus Hammond from Niagara came and is eligible right away. Um, but it's it's roster management 12 months a year. That transfer part does make it difficult in Notre Dame because usually it's got to be that grad transfer. It's not as easy as some other schools. of, of the. And how have you guys worked with admissions and the athletic department to try to, I don't want to say loosen, but try to figure those things out? I think one of the things that's going on right now, and I and again I give our admissions and our provost and 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 everyone credit is how are we uh, able to work with undergraduate transfers a little better? I think that's all being discussed as far as number of credits that will transfer in, and I think you know we'll come to a good conclusion there. You're right though. Right now, 
I've liked the grad transfer for us and coming in like a Marcus Hammond has come in and he's getting a master's. Paul Atkinson came in with a Yale undergrad and got a master's. Uh, but I do think there's going to be a way of working out the undergraduate transfer situation uh, a little bit better as far as credits that will move. 472 wins for you at Notre Dame, 571 overall. Would you like to hit those 500 and 600 milestones uh, this year? I would. I would. I'd be a lot of wins, man, to get to to hit those two. But, uh, you know, I look at it. I've just been really fortunate, man. I, how about this, Anj? I have 65 guys in 22 years that have come through and played four years for me. That's a lot of sons out there. And they're all checking in on all phases of life. They come back to visit. It, it's what it's all about. A number of great assistants that have come through here. Um, but it's a great fit, and I like our momentum. I like our group. I'm excited about who we will sign next month, and the beat goes on, man. Does this team have the potential to have one of those special seasons that you've had in the past? Yes, uh, it really does, and, and I think it does because they believe they can. And when you look at a Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin, Nate Lashevsky setting the tone every day, um, we got a chance because they really want it bad. I just want to keep them loose and smiling and enjoying the journey. This is a football show, so I'll give you one Marcus Freeman question. You mentioned him earlier. What advice do you give a young coach who the season has not started the way, obviously, he imagined? No one won the offseason better than Marcus Freeman, and now he's dealing with uh, the, the difficulties of not being able to win right away. Another. Well, you know, I talked to him when we traveled together this summer, and, and you know, been there, done that. I've seen that. And I told him, man, and, and I love him and I love his personality. And the number one thing I love is how his players really believe and are connected to him. And, you know, just he'll never lose that. And it, there's a learning curve. I when my first year at Delaware, what I was lucky is when the mistakes I made and I still make them, don't get me wrong, Anj. But the mistakes I made as a rookie head coach was in front of 800 people at the University of Delaware. Marcus doesn't have that luxury, you know. And uh, But there's a poise and a positivity and a – I want my son to play for him. I want my son to play for Marcus Freeman. If he was playing for him, I, I just think he's that kind of man and uh, just keep fighting and scratching. Finally, um, off the beat question a little bit. Outside of, you know, the basketball office and Purcell Pavilion – What's Mike Bray's favorite spots on campus? My favorite spots on campus, you know, I mean, I, I do love walking through the grotto and thinking about my parents and lighting a candle or Coach Wooten and lighting a candle, no question about it. And I've been known in the summer when it's quieter to light up a cigar and walk the quads with a hat on. They, they find me sometimes. But um, just walking around and enjoying it, I don't do it as much with the student body here. But, um, you know, the, the, it, you know, when I walk around in the summers, I look and I go, my God, I've had 22 years. It doesn't happen. I've been very, very fortunate. I'm blessed. And, uh, you know, uh, but I'm very, very excited about this team and what they want to do. And I just want to make sure I'm prepared to help them. Coach, thank you very much. Best of luck this season. I miss you, Anj. Thank you. The great Mike Bray joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. And I think that quote about Marcus Freeman that he wanted his – he would have loved for his son to play 
his son Kyle did play Division One football. Uh, so the fact that he would want him to play for Marcus Freeman, I think, says a lot right there. But overall, you know, Mike's great. I always enjoy interviewing him. Yeah, a lot of great tidbits in there. I love his measuring it by six football coaches. That was, yeah, that one was pretty great. Too. But uh, I do think uh, in flipping it back to football, I mean, this guy knows a lot about coaching, and, and he's been through that recruiting process for his son. So, yeah, to say something like he wants his son to play for Marcus Freeman, I think is a testament why Marcus had such a successful summer and, and why recruiting is looking so good for Notre Dame. And I think the comments about college athletics as a whole and the yeah. transfer portal and his perspective that maybe Notre Dame could be in a better position, they're going to need to be in, in all sports yeah. because that thing is maybe more significant than NIL for Notre Dame's purposes. I think they definitely will, and that insight of uh, a guy like Coach Bray, who's been there for so long and can can provide that perspective when they do have a lot of new coaches, as you pointed out, uh, is really important for the program. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The golden rule. When you schedule a financial checkup with Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, our people will be helpful and honest and kind. They will look for ways to save you money, and when your checkup is complete, they will send $150 to Redeemer Radio. For more info, visit NotreDameFCU.com elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union.